That's the truth. Well, I hope to help you with that today a little bit. And God in his grace, if it is that, probably, has given us all the same amount of time, 24 hours in a day. And the quality and the joy and the impact of our lives are directly related to how wisely we use the time that God has given us. So I want to talk to you about tithe, and I really, I got to say this up front, I am preaching to me today. So I got a nice mirror up here. No, I don't. It's my iPad, but we'll pretend it's a mirror. Uh, Because this is something that I need to hear as well, and this is something that I need to to work out in my own life. This is a reminder call for many of us. But I want to pray before we go any further. Lord, I am amazed by the counsel you give us in the Word of God. Everything we need to know is there if we're just diligent to look and to study and to show ourselves approved. And this morning as we continue in the vein, in the character trait of being generous Christians, and we talk about our time. God, I pray that there would be an anointing on my lips this morning. God, let everything that I say from this moment forward be from the Holy Spirit, that it would open our ears and open our hearts and open our eyes to the things of the Lord and maybe help us all to better manage and deal with the time that you have given us. In Jesus' name. You know, one way to remind ourselves about how precious time is is to put a dollar value on it. Like, let's say a dollar per second. So that means every day you get in your bank account $86,400 that you get to spend. And it's not fordable. You, you can't uh, save it for the next day. It all disappears at the end of the day. So how we spend those 86,400 seconds of every day, they're important, and they matter to God. That doesn't mean that we need to squeeze as much as we can into one day necessarily. The Bible doesn't say, if you hurry, you can catch up with God. It says in Psalm 46.10, it says, be still. You know what that phrase, be still, means? It means to... To cease your striving. Are we having a problem with the transparency? Thank you. I saw him looking at stuff upside down. I thought, "Uh uh-oh, we got trouble. (laughs) But be still means to cease your striving. But that, that verse says, be still and know that I am God. Jesus didn't say, join up with me and I'll work you 18 hours a day. No, he said in Matthew 11, 28, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will what? Give you rest. It goes on to say to take his yoke upon you. You know what the problem with us is? Is we take on the world yoke, and it wears us down. Guilty is charged. Can I get a witness? Yeah, yeah, I thought I would register with several of us about that. But I'm amazed as I study Jesus' life that he never seemed to be in a big hurry to get anywhere. Although he was doing the most important job in history, redeeming the world, we never saw him running around, scattered brain like I am most days. He never seemed to be in a rush. The Bible even says that he took time to consider the flowers and the birds of the air 
that he took time to touch the little children and minister to those that many of that day wouldn't even talk to. You know what I'm most impressed about Jesus is that he took time and, and, and through all throughout the scripture he physically touched people who were supposedly untouchable. The woman with the issue of blood, the leper, the tax collectors. Ooh, boo. We put those in the, in the, in the category of Geesham and Sam Ballot. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding about that. All right. Time was Jesus' friend. Have you ever wondered why God didn't give Jesus, you know, let him live to the age 60? We give him 30 years of ministry. Can I, can I tell you, it's because it wasn't necessary. Jesus was able to accomplish in his three and a half years of ministry that many of us don't seem to accomplish in a lifetime. Now, I know he's God. Don't, don't distort what I'm trying to preach to you today. He was focused. Staying on really would have served no purpose. Why would you want to stay in a foreign land when the war is over? <laughs> I'll give you a minute for that one. Jesus finished the battle. He took the keys of hell, death, and the grave. Come on, somebody. And he did it in three and a half years. All while not missing a beat. All while not missing an opportunity to love on people. Listen, we need to live life on purpose. We need to live life with purpose. What's important is not the length of time, but what we put into the time that we're given. Vivi's life was taken too short, Michelle, we think. I have to believe her time was done. God was finished with her and chose to bring her home. And the amazing thing is, is the Bible says that a thousand years is like one second, right? So, so one day. So Vivi's going to blink and her mom's going to be there. Unfortunately for her mom, it's going to be a little bit longer of a process. But time doesn't mean anything to the Lord. But it means everything to us. So how can I make time my friend? That's what I want to share with you today. And we're going to be in the, in the book of Psalm, verse, uh, chapter 90. And I'm going to read to you. I'm going to jump around in that, in that chapter just a little bit. But I'm going to start in verse 1. The Bible says, a prayer of Moses, the man of God. I wish someone would write that about me. Ron, the man of God. That would be awesome. Yeah, thank you, Don. First time you didn't heckle me. I was, I'm gonna, did you record that? Would you say that? In... <laughs> he said, no, no. Taking it too far now, Pastor Ron. Moses, the man of God. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, what? You are God. You turn man to destruction and say, Return, O children of men. For a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past, and like a watch in the night. Jump down to verse 10. The days of our lives are 70 years, and if by the strength they are 80 years, Yet their boast is only labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off, and we fly away. 
In other words, time is short, even 70 or 80 years. Jump down to verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. I'm a preacher, so I want to use an acronym today. The acronym is TIME, and I want to I help you with working with time, about being generous with time, about understanding what God desires us to do with our time. And the first letter is T, stands for treasure it. We need to treasure the time God's given us. Hamashiach. We need to treasure the time God's given us. In other words, plan your time. Does that feel in there? Plan your time. No, it's not there. Plan your time. That's the feeling in there next to treasure it. Plan your time. Listen, make time your friend, not your enemy. We often say this. Have you ever said this? I'm fighting against time. Time is on my side. No, it ain't. <laughs> yes, it is. I think they wrote that song wrong. We need to be proactive. We need to plan to use the plan the use of our time. You know, one of the most greatest tips somebody gave me in leadership uh, training or, or leadership 101 is to, to plan your day. To, to list out the things you want to accomplish that day and then prioritize them in order. And then when you get to work or when you get up in the morning, I try to do this the day before. So when I get up in the morning, I pray and I say, God, is this still the priority? Don't you know there's things that pop off? We had some stuff popping off last week. And so those things insert themselves into the, into the plan of the day. But then you begin with number one on your list and you work on that thing till it's done. Or to, there's no other opportunity to work on it because there's no other resource. Maybe it has to take a seat now. You got it as far as you can. And then you move to number two. But before you move to number two, you, you, you pray again or you just ask God, is this still the priority of the day? And you work through your schedule that way. And then you get to the end of the day, you'll realize that you've worked off some of the top things in your schedule. And you'll go home and you'll feel accomplished and you'll feel like you've completed something. But we need to be proactive. Listen, if Jesus could do it without a watch or an iPhone, I think we could do it better. Huh? God's Word says we should treasure time as a valuable commodity. Listen, we usually number our years. We have anniversaries. We have birthdays. We celebrate Christmas. I love all that stuff. But the Word of God tells us to number your days. You know, every day is a celebration of life. We're not guaranteed tomorrow, family. I don't even know what's going to happen when I leave this building and, and drive down the street. I don't even know what's going to happen while I stand up here preaching. I'm not guaranteed anything but the second I'm in right now. God's Word says that we should treasure time as a valuable com- commodity, that it's, that's important to us. And every day is so pressure, we need, to, we need to treasure it and we need to plan to use it wisely. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16, or 15 and 16, it says this, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. That word circumspectly, I thought I needed to maybe help some people with it because that's one of those words that I had to look up earlier in my Christian walk. But it means just to walk cautiously, to, to be watchful 
and aware of everything around you, to be an, an attention and guard against surprise or danger. Walk in the Spirit. To understand the value of time, how about the value of a year? Ask somebody who's been diagnosed with a terminal illness about the value of, of, of a year. To understand the value of a month, ask a mother who gave birth to a pure, premature baby, huh, Pastor Terry? Justice was premature by more than a month. To understand the value of one hour, ask a businessman who flight got delayed, trying to meet some deadlines. To understand the value of a minute, ask Pastor Tiny about a heart attack. To understand the value of one second, ask a person who missed a head-on collision. Right? To understand the value of a millisecond, ask the, the Olympian who missed the gold by one-tenth of a second. You can always make more money, but you cannot make more time. You've got to treasure it by planning your day. A.W. Tozier, he wrote this. Time is a resource that is non-renewable and non-transferable. You cannot store it up, slow it up, pull it up, divide it up, or give it up. You can't hoard it up or save it up for a rainy day. When it's lost, it's unrecoverable. When you kill time, remember that it has no resurrection. Time is important. We need to treasure time. Secondly, we need to invest it. We're talking a lot about investing things, haven't we? The tithe and, and then offerings and, and now time. Spend it on people. Colossians chapter 4, verse 5 says, Walk in wisdom towards those who are outside, redeeming the time. Time is short, family. And you'll hear me, I've said this probably 20 times since I've been pastor, and you'll hear me say it 2,000 more times. The only reason we're still left on planet Earth is to save souls, is to share Christ with others. I'm going to say this. Even above the tithe, the most valuable investment you can make is your time. We don't all have money to give, but we all have time that we can invest. 86,400 seconds a day. It's not like money that you can save. You know, if you don't spend your money, hopefully it'll still be in the bank tomorrow. Don't know the way the world's going. That's <laughs> I still trust it. My money's there. All five dollars. You know what I'm saying? But you can't save time. If you don't use it, you'll lose it forever. 1970s, Jim Croce wrote a song. In a bottle, there's something I look to do. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, that's right. And then what, a couple months later, he died in an airplane crash at the age of 30. Great words. Great meaning, but we can't. The bottom line is we can't save time in a bottle. We were shopping the other day, and there was like a genie bottle, and 
And I grabbed it. I said, here's a lot of Christians rubbing the, the God genie bottle. God, can I have? God, can I have? And look, at it. we can't put time in a bottle. We can't rub more out of it. So we invest it. Where? In relationships. Why? Because those are the things that are eternal. All these people sitting around you are going to be sitting around the throne with you in heaven. And countless others on the street need to be joining us. Amen? The dollar bills and the Harley Davidsons. I can't believe I said that. I think Harleys are allowed in heaven. Because I can't imagine what else you could ride on gold. Maybe not. None of that stuff's going with us, but souls, people, that's what we need to be investing in. Billy Graham said this, time is the wealth that God has given us to invest. People are the stocks in which we are to invest our time, whether they are blue chip stamps. You guys remember that? Some of you do. Penny stocks or even junk bonds. Listen, no matter who they are or what their past is like, come on, family. You all got some past, I know, because you shared it with me. But no matter what's gone on in a person's life in the past, people who are lost need the gospel. People who are needing, need, who are hurting need comfort. And people who are weak need help. Where you invest your time reveals what is most important to you. Number three, you're going to like this one. Manage it. Prioritize your choices. Proverbs 16, verse 9 says this. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Benjamin Franklin said this. He said, he who fails to plan, plans to fail. You think my, you think my uh, wireless will work for a minute? red anyway, so we're going to lose it. That's a good time for a battery change. There you go. So to illustrate what I'm talking about, I'm going to baptize myself. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that is a grapevine baptism towel. Okay. Fit better yesterday. <laughs> Would you say that's full? needed smooth pedals, and this is the best we could do. Well, we won't use that one, because I need that anyway in a minute. Is that full? What? You guys are killing me here. You're right, because I can't get the little ones down in the bottom. It's close enough. Okay, okay, okay. Now, who's going to argue with me on this one? That's why I got the towel. 
I'm not trying to get it on the pedal board, that's for sure. Mike's all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're getting there. Now, that's full, huh? You guys have been here before, haven't you? to fill up. Well, there you go. Now it's full. As it relates to time, what do you think this illustration is trying to say? Someone else said an answer. It's always room for more. Wrong. That is the illustration I'm trying to d- demonstrate, that there is always, it, it seems to be there's always room for more time. But you actually had it right, Michelle. Yeah, you guys are on the right track. Unless you put the big rocks in first, they'll never fit in. You'll never get that in there. The big rocks represent family. The big rocks represent our relationship with the Lord. You need to identify the big rocks in your life and hold on to them. We need to learn to manage our time. We get so busy with the pebbles and fill in our bucket with the pebbles. I call it chasing rabbits. That, that we push our families and we push the important things. We push the, the big rocks aside in our life. You know, it's not so much about managing time, but it's about managing ourselves, about our priorities. That's what it's about. Lastly, letter E. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy the time God has given you. Find joy in doing God's will. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31 says, Therefore, whether you, whatever you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. Man, I'll tell you what, serving the Lord is the joy of my heart. There's all, there will always be something else you can do. There will always be somewhere else you can go. There will always be other people you can talk to. There will always be other things you can spend your money on. But when you invest your time wisely in, in doing kingdom things, you're going to enjoy it. You'll enjoy life. I believe in the principle of tithing. We taught about that. I believe also in the principle of tithing our time. I believe all of us can give a couple hours a day to the Lord. And we need to be doing that in one way or another. I'm not saying you have to give all that time to the house of God, but you should be giving a portion of that to the house of God. But man, you need to be spending at least two hours a day, 2.4 to be politically correct, 
reading the Word of God, praying, serving the Lord in the church or in the community, sharing the gospel, sharing the testimony with others, talking about the Lord in the workplace. The the true fulfillment comes when you're living right in the center of God's will. You'll never be completely happy as a Christian until you're in the center of God's will. You might have a facade of happiness. You might be able to make more money because you give all your time to work. Money doesn't buy happiness, does it? I cannot imagine God giving us time on earth, and Jesus called it the abundant life, for us to be miserable. God does not want you to be miserable. He wants you to have joy, and he wants you to have it unspeakable and full of glory, my Bible tells me. And it's definitely something worthwhile and satisfying when you invest in the things of God. Psalm 32, verse 11 says this, Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Be glad in the Lord. Psalms 100 verse 2 says, serve the Lord with gladness. Try it. I dare you. Just like I dared you to begin tithing in our first sermon on this topic. I dare you to begin investing time in the kingdom. It's a challenge. This kind of life only comes through living a purpose-filled life. So we need to be determined to enjoy our time on earth by doing God's will and and, and working towards finishing well. I want to hear, well done. Thank you for finishing, because he doesn't just say, well done. He says, good and faithful what? That implies to me that I need to be serving something. Amen? Amen? can't call me a servant if I'm not serving. Hmm. That, the Holy Spirit just gave me that. It's not in my notes. It's free. free. You can't have your money back from the tithe, but that's free. That's free. No refund. We should treasure our time here. We need to hold on to the big rocks, the important things that God wants us to do, and we need to prioritize our choices. And at the end of the day, We can go home, and at the end of the day, we can say we have truly enjoyed living for God today. Isn't that what you want to do? Don't you want to go home? Listen, I am not saying that every day is joy-filled. I am not saying that that there will not be challenges and trials in your life. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a kind of joy that comes from the Lord when there shouldn't be joy. Listen, pastoring, pastoring is the hardest job in the world. I believe it's the toughest job on the planet. And there are days that I don't enjoy doing what I get to do. There are days when I have to face challenges like this past Tuesday when code enforcement showed up and said, we want to shut your church down. I don't like that kind of stuff. I get this righteous indignation within me and I want to pounce on somebody. You know what I'm saying? But I can go home at the end of the day and I can say, God, I've done the best I can today and you are not going to shut your church down. Amen. Everybody's nervous now. It's all good. Trust me, it's all going to be good, okay? 
It's just one of those things. Trust me. This is what I walked into eight years ago when I started at the rescue mission, and I saw God do great things. You know what I'm looking forward to? Is this has given me an opportunity to get into the people's offices that I've been wanting to get into anyway so that he can give me favor. Amen? But we need to go to the end of the day, and we need to be at home. We lay our head on our pillows, and we need to be thankful that God has given us a day, and we have given it back to him. All 86,400 seconds of it, I want to spend it on Christ. Amen? And can I tell you that these things in your life represent Jesus Christ? Don't neglect these things. Don't neglect your family for the sake of the Lord. We calendar appointments. You might call me sometime on a Friday evening, and I might say, I have a, I have a meeting. And I do, and it's with that beautiful woman right back there in the back corner. Amen. I just told on myself, so you might be mad at me sometime, but that's okay. The big rocks matter in my life. Amen. Would you stand with me? Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31 says, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Listen, man, I think we need to put our running shoes on. Time is short. Jesus didn't run around. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about being frantic. I'm talking about being focused. Something about joggers. Before they put their running shoes on, Stu testify. I'm not a jogger, but I do go to the gym. But before I even go to the gym and I put my running shoes on, I know what I'm going to do when I get there. I know what areas of my body I'm going to work out. I know what the plan is. So what I'm saying is every morning we need to put on our running shoes. We need to plan out our day and know what we're going to do for God. We need to plan out that 2.4 hours a day. Uh, uh, how am I going to serve the Lord and what capacities? And sometimes that's just saying, Lord, open a door for me and I'll walk through it. You know, I could have added one more point today, but it would have ruined my acronym, so I didn't. But I'm going get it, to get it, give it to you anyway. It's L. This is how I want to close. Leave room for you. Leave room for you. Leave room for reading the Word of God. Read room for, leave room for holding your spouse's hand. Leave room for hugging your children and praying with them when they go to bed at night. Leave room for exercising your physical body. Leave room for recreation. Man, some of you don't believe in vacations. You need a vacation. Some of you need to learn how to rest. Leave room for your family. With every head bowed in this place, and you would say, you know what, Pastor, this is an area... Thank you for the time acronym, but this L, this area of my life that I have not left enough room for myself. If that's you, would you raise your hand and say, Pastor, that's me. I just, at the end of the day, I look back and I have not left room for the big rocks, the things that matter the most in my life. We're going to pray like this. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that we be mindful at the end of the day, no, at the beginning of each day, that we would schedule that time, that there would be time in there for us. Lord, that we would, we would work on ourselves so that there's more of us to give out. God, many of us are running on empty, and, and we wonder why we're tired and we're weary. 
and we're wrung out and hung up wet. But, Lord, it's because we haven't given ourselves enough time to bask in the things of the Lord. So, Lord, I pray that today that this servant would register in our heart, that we would sense and know that the Holy Spirit is drawing us to a place of intimacy. And while your head is bowed, I want to ask the question this morning. If, if you're here and Jesus is not your Lord and Savior and you've never invited him to be in your life, would you just show me your hand and say, Pastor, I want Jesus. I want him in my life. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you. How powerful. How powerful. We're going to pray this prayer. And guess what? Your life will be in Jesus' hands forever. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Thank you for dying for me. I accept the forgiveness that you've given me. The sacrifice you made on the cross. Be Lord of my life today and forevermore. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. In